All right, it is Mother's Day, and so as is our tradition, we have to have a Mother's Day sermon. That's just the way it goes. So we had to postpone our New Testament survey. Uh, We'll be doing that next week as we get to the book of Acts, and then we'll have John to close out the month of May, and so we're excited about that. But you know, when I think of Mother's Day, it does make me consider what, what are the maternal, the motherly attributes of God. See, unfortunately, the predominantly patriarchal history of Christianity has usually only conceived of God in masculine terms at the expense of neglecting the feminine terms. Galatians 1.27 So God created mankind in His own image. An image of God He created them, male and female. He created them. So if He created both male and female, and together they give us, are in the image of God, then God, in essence, has both male and female attributes. Now, we're not saying which one He is. He's God. He's much greater than all of that. And so I thought, we need to look at God as mother. I am not saying mother God. Okay, that's some false teaching that's out there. We even, we're even seeing that on some of our campuses, even presently. So, this is not entitled Mother God. It's God as a mother. Okay, so I just want to clarify that. Now, it's interesting, in that text we just read, the Hebrew words. Let's go uh, to the next slide there. Let's look at the first word for mankind is actually the Hebrew word Adam. So, the word Adam is not just the name of the male part of creation, it's actually was referring to humanity in itself. That's why even in the New Testament, the old Adam, the new Adam, is, is, is recurring about all humanity, both the male and female side. We actually have different Hebrew words for male and female. So we do need to see God not only through masculine terms, but also with some feminine terms. The Bible describes God certainly... In paternal ways, as a father, right? A lot of male metaphors. But the Bible also includes many feminine or maternal metaphors. And I thought, how great it would be on Mother's Day to actually examine some of those. Now, I know there are some conservative Christians that feel uneasy with us using feminine images for God. But using female metaphors for God is not a radical feminist movement or something newly innovative of today. It is actually in scriptures, as we will show, and has actually been throughout our Christian history. Uh, I'm about to take a spiritual formation class. This next week it's my intensive, so I have to go in every day from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., so pray for me. But I had to read this book of spirituality since the first century all the way up to the 21st century. And what's amazing is at different periods in those centuries, this idea of God as mother continued to come up. But unfortunately, because of predominantly male leadership, it was suppressed. Now, I believe absolutely we cannot call God mother. Okay, nowhere in the Bible is God ever referred to in a feminine gender. Okay, it's always a masculine gender. And He's only called father, never called mother. But, God can be, have attributes of a mother. So, God as mother, what are the metaphors that the Bible gives us to show God as mother? First one, God as mother bird. I love this picture. 
It's a bird, just a mom carrying her, her little babies, even on the water, protecting them, sheltering them. We find several scriptures, and I'll share a few of you, of this idea of God as a mother bird protecting and sheltering. Ruth chapter 2, verse 12. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Psalm 17, 8. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Psalm 57, 1. Have mercy on me, my God, have mercy on me, for in you I take refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. Psalm 91, 4. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. So we see from these passages this idea of God as a mother bird, spreading her wings, sheltering you through the storms, through the doubts, through the fears. And it's so true that when it really comes down to it, when my kids are in that moment where they need shelter, they need protection, they, they need that, they go to mom. They don't go to dad. Go to mom. And I bet if you look at your life, you do the same thing. Because there's something about a mom's embrace, something about her willingness to shelter you, even take damage herself to protect her little ones. We need to start seeing God as that mother bird. That when we face those storms or those moments in our life where we're fearful, doubtful, uncertain, we can go to the shadow of His wings and He will embrace us. Now, there's also another variant of God as a mother bird that is also powerful, and that's one of exemplifying and training. See, God also is a mother bird that empowers us to be independent and to grow stronger. You know, mother eagles, they're known to teach their young ones to fly by first exemplifying flight. They'll, they'll be on the nest with them and they'll just let their wings go out and they'll even actually get picked up by there and just hover there. And so they're just trying to exemplify, show their children how to fly. But that's not all they do. They don't just show them, they train them. And one of the ways they train them is they actually kick them out of the nest. Okay? They actually just kick them out, but what they do is they actually fly underneath them. There's actually some cool videos I was just looking at where they fly underneath them and when the, when the little one loses doubt, it just lets it drop on them and they carry them. They'll never let them fall. And even if they miss, they'll go after them and catch them. It's pretty cool. So we see that God is also this mother bird that not just shelters and protects, but also exemplifies and trains. See this in Deuteronomy 32, we find this metaphor. Verse 10 through 11. In a desert land he found him in a barren and howling waste. He shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them aloft. God is a mother that, yes, protects us with His wings, but He's also a God that knows we can't stay in the nest all day. He knows sometimes we've got to have a little boot. And we need to start spreading our wings, and He encourages that. But He's always there. Just like a mom is. 
You know, that's probably the greatest attribute I've loved being married to this amazing woman for 25 plus years now is seeing her in the role of mother. Because she is both those birds. She's the one that they come to when they really need to get off what's on their chest. And I'm, I'm glad because she's better at that than me. I have, I have no jealousy with that. Yes, go to mom. But she's also the one that's willing to push them, to stretch them, challenge them. And I love that. I love seeing how Leanne empowers them. But she's never too far away. She's connected. She's flying underneath them. And even as our two kids now are about to move out of the home and go different directions, I know that I'll be uh, having to go, where'd mom go? She's like, she's over there somewhere, hovering, (laughs) protecting. So I think we need to, to see, yes, God as father, but we also need to see God as that mother bird who shelters and protects us, but also exemplifies and trains us. The second metaphor, this one's a little more violent. Oh yes, that's cute. Okay? God as mother bear, defending and liberating. But if you mess with her cubs, this is what you find in Hosea 13.8. Like a bear robbed of her cubs, I will attack them and rip them open. Like a lion, I will devour them. A wild animal will tear them apart. Whoa! I love the God as a mother bear, but wow, God as a mother bear. Do not incite the wrath of God as the mother bear. I think it's Sally Hooper. Yep. Now, not in the way you think. Whenever any one of what she believes her children in this room and in the church is attacked by Satan or struggling, you incite the mother bear in Sally. And she will fight for her children. I've seen it. I've seen her do it for her own children. I've seen her do it for anyone who is a hooper, which really is everyone in this church. I love that. We need moms like that. My mom's here. Don't mess with my mom. She's Latin. But she, she didn't know this growing up, but her mom, mother bear. Man, if we did anything wrong, if we were left with grandma, she'd grab us by the ear, she'd take us out to the shed and lock us in it. Until we started behaving. She didn't know that till later. I was fearful of inciting grandma. Because it was mother bear. Now, I know that's a little scary image of God, but at the same time, it's, it's why God is like a mother bear. is When He sees sin, when He sees danger, when He sees something trying to attack His children, it incites the mother-bearing God and He will fight for His children. We see it throughout the Scriptures how God fights for His people. How much more has He done that for us? And He did it through actually taking the penalty through His Son Jesus. That's the kind of mother-bear we have in God. And yes, even in Jesus. You know, the context of that actual verse in Hosea, it's, it's about God being actually angry at Israel for this reason. They were neglecting God's justice. He had given them commands to care for the marginalized, the poor, the abused, and the oppressed. And when you don't take care of those people, God's mother bear comes out. Let's not incite the mother bear during special missions. 
Let's take care of the poor and the oppressed and the marginalized. Those who don't have what we have here in the States. Let's, let's encourage our brothers and sisters around the world. We don't want to incite the mother bear against ourselves. But be excited to know that when our enemy's attacking, God's like that mother bear. That lion has no idea what's about to happen. He thinks he's got a morsel to eat, and Satan sometimes thinks that. I'm so excited to know I, I can see God as that mother bear coming to defend me, to protect me. And then the third metaphor. It's not a long sermon today. It's Mother's Day. We want you to celebrate. God as a human mother, creating and comforting. There are several passages that describe God in this metaphor, but I'll share two. Deuteronomy 32.18 says this, You deserted the rock who fathered you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. God created. There's no greater description of a mom than the Creator. We're not here without a mom. And God's both the father and the mother, so He knows what He's doing. And He creates us. And what's so amazing is, even when we wreck that creation because of our sin, through Jesus, He creates a new creation. God is a human mother in many ways. What is He trying to create in you? But what I love about the creation is, He doesn't have to actually give physical birth to you. He can be a mother from afar. And you know, we have a lot of women like that. And the church that may have no children of their own, but they should be honored as mothers. I think of Corrine Goff. All the kids that she's worked through in sports and school, she's a mom to them. I value that. I think of some of the incredible teen leaders. Right? They're amazing. They're like moms. They treat them, yes, as friends and as big sisters, but they also are firm enough like a mother who loves them. Do we value those women? And those of you out there who want to be a mom, but maybe it wasn't God's will, man, you still can be a mom in so many ways. And we need women like you. Because that's what they do, is they create opportunities. They create vision in us. Do they not? I know I'm very thankful to my mom. She always created vision for me. What I could be even despite myself. And I wasn't easy. You can talk to her later and get all the dirt. I don't mind her sharing it. It's who I was. But then there's the, also the idea of God as a human mother who comforts. Look at this in Isaiah 66. In fact, Isaiah, more than any other prophet, uses this human mother metaphor. But I like this one in verse 13. As a mother comforts her child. So stop there before we even go on. As a mother comforts her child. You, you, you can picture your mother doing that to you. You can picture a mother doing that to a baby that's crying. What do they do? They're alert. They're aware. They're present. They know what's needed. They know which cry is, go now. Which cry is, nah, let them cry a little bit longer, they'll fall asleep. Or, that's hungry. Or, oh, that's my fault. I didn't get their schedule right. You know, They know when, how, and where to comfort. I love seeing my children from young, even to this day, come get a hug from mom. Of course, now my son's like taller, so she has to like go underneath him now. But there's nothing like the comfort of a mom, right? 
And I love the women in this room that give that comfort to those who are not even their children. We need that in our life. So with that in mind, that, that idea of being able to come and put your head on, on her heart there and feel her presence and have her arms wrap around you as a mother comforts your child, so will I comfort you. And you will be comforted over Jerusalem. Wow, that's not an image, I'll be honest, been trained to consider in my relationship with God. I've seen Him as a father. I've seen Him as a Lord. But as also a mother that comforts. And I need to have that more in my times of prayer. That when I'm feeling down, when I'm feeling distant, when I'm feeling isolated, that I can actually go to God and put my head on His heart. And know that just as a mom comforts a child, God can comfort me. What a beautiful image. You know, like I said, I've been preparing for this class of spiritual formation, and there was this really cool, interesting history as, as different people brought up this idea of God as mother. And one in particular was this classic mystic theologian, a female. And, and when I say mystic, I need to define that. doesn't mean a magician. doesn't mean witchcraft. Uh, mystic just referred to Christianity that was more experiential in nature. Okay, They were more connected to the feeling aspect of relation with God, not just a reason or logical sense of God. I honestly believe we need more mystic feelings back in our relationship with God. This really is where worship is so important. We, we shouldn't just go through the motions of reason and knowing the words of the song. we got, we got to connect to it. we got to feel it. we got to not be care what anyone thinks if we raise our hand. We've we got to have that mystic feeling again. And we've seen that go ebb and flow in Christianity throughout the years. Now, it can go way airy with like Pentecostal and charismatic stuff. But man, we've got to bring back some of that heart to Christianity. That's really what that was about. But this book called Revelation of Divine Love, it was written in 1395. So that's 14th century. It's uh, actually the first book in English language written by a woman. So that's kind of cool. And her name is Julian of Norwich. And one of the chapters has this idea of Jesus as mother. So I'm not trying to preach Mother God at all. But this idea that God also has a maternal attribute. So just listen to the words. I don't necessarily agree with them all. But it helps you to understand God through a slightly different view. Our true mother Jesus, He who is all love, Bears us unto joy and eternal life. Blessed He be. So He sustains us with Himself in love and was in labor for the full time until He suffered the sharpest pangs and the most grievous sufferings that ever were or shall be. And the last, He died. And when it was finished, He had borne us to bliss. The mother can give her child milk to suck, but her Dear Mother Jesus, can feed us with Himself. And He does so most generously and most tenderly with the Holy Sacrament, which is the precious food of life itself. He sustains us most mercifully and most graciously. This fair, lovely word, Mother, it is so sweet and so tender, it is most truly said of Him. To the nature of motherhood belong tender love, wisdom, and knowledge. The birth of our body is only low, humble, and modest compared to the birth of our soul. And it is Jesus who does it. 
All the debt we owe at God's bidding for His fatherhood and motherhood is fulfilled by loving God truly, a blessed love which Christ arouses in us. She saw Jesus as a mother. Now, Jesus is not our mother, but He carries the attributes of one. You might think, well, Derek, that's stretching it. I think she's going way too far. Really? Jesus Himself gave Himself a maternal metaphor. As He entered Jerusalem for the last time before being crucified, we find this passage in Luke 13, 34. Also found in Matthew 23, 37. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. And you were not willing. Jesus Himself said, I like a hen, a mother bird, wanted to gather my children, but some were not willing. Guys, I love God as Father. I love Him as being the paternal protector. But I really have enjoyed seeing God also as Mother. I hope we appreciate this Mother Day as some metaphors of God. God as Mother Bird. God as Mother Bear. And God as Human Mother. Now when you think about all the attributes we discussed, can't they all be found in Jesus? And when you look at the life of Jesus on earth, He really showed both the paternal and the maternal attributes of God. He was truly made in the image of our Father. I hope we leave today with wanting to embrace these same attributes in our lives and truly honor and appreciate our moms today. Protecting and sheltering. Exemplifying and training. Defending and liberating, creating, and comforting. Happy Mother's Day. I'll conclude with a video thanking our moms that God has used in our lives, and then we'll be dismissed. Let's roll it.